This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa bihi nasta'inu ala amuri dunya wa ad-din, wa al-aqibatan al-muttaqina wa la udwana illa ala al-zalimin. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته الى يوم الدين وكنتينج ذا تفسير اوف سوره البقره ام وي ستوبت لاست تايم ات قوله تعالى سل بني اسرائيل كم اتيناهم من ايه بينه ومن يبدل نعمه الله من بعد ما جاءته فان الله شديد العقاب Um, the ayahs preceding this one spoke about um, a, the importance of entering into Islam completely. That you cannot choose the aspects of Islam that you're going to apply and live by. Once you say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, once you submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, That means that you commit yourself to every single aspect of Islam, every single statement that is mentioned in the Quran and in the Sunnah, we commit to believing in it. So when we are told something in the grave that is going to happen, we believe in it. When we are told about angels, we believe in it. When we are told about the hereafter, we believe in it. When we are told something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we believe in it. And we also believe in the justice and the completeness and the, the perfection of the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You also commit yourself to submitting. Submitting means that you accept responsibility. All acts of worship that are upon you, that you deliver on them, that you do them to the best of your ability. Now, there's going to be shortcomings. But to submit means to commit to doing these acts of worship and asking Allah to forgive you and repentance when you fall short. All of Islam. You cannot say, I don't like this aspect of Islam. That takes you out of the fold of Islam. You cannot pick and choose. Some people will say, I like the aspects of worship in Islam, but not the governance. You can't do that. Or I don't like political Islam. Or why does Islam care about how I buy my house? What, 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 who am I harming if I'm committing to interest? You can't do this. Once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say something, we accept it. That's what Allah says in this ayah. Enter into Islam wholeheartedly, completely. Then, what are some of the things that will prevent you from doing that? The shaitan. So Allah tells us, do not follow the steps of shaitan. And what are some of the things that will happen as a result if we follow the shaitan, who is our clear enemy, that we will go astray. And when we go astray, When did we lose out? On the day of judgment. So Allah reminded us in the following ayah, uh, Are they waiting? Those people that go astray, that follow the shaitan, that don't enter into Islam wholeheartedly? Are you but waiting for the day Allah will come? And we spoke about the attribute of Allah, Allah will come on the day of judgment, and He will judge between the people. And those that will have good, فَرِيقٌ فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَفَرِيقٌ فِي السَّعِيرِ Some will go to Jannah, some will go to Hafaya, may Allah protect us. طيب. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, سَلْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ Ask the children of Israel, 
the people of Banu Israel. Surah Al-Baqarah, a lot of time the Banu Israel are referenced. In fact, in the beginning of the surah, the many, many lessons that we had, it was all about them. And Surah Al-Baqarah speaks a lot about them. And the reason Allah speaks about them, references the Banu Israel Allah, is for us to take lesson from them. They went astray. They earned Allah's anger because they did this and this and this and this. So don't do those things. In other words, when Allah teaches us about Israel, a lot of times it is to teach us of their mistakes. Like people say, a wise man learns from his mistakes, but a wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. So when Allah tells us about Israel, it's to avoid the pitfalls that they fell into. This is why they didn't inherit the earth. This is why they are not they are not getting the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why a lot of them were cursed. Why? Because they refused to follow. In other words, they refused to... to Completely get into Al Islam. Allah mentions, Are you believing in some portions of the book and denying others? Meaning, are you only entering into Islam halfway? This is not how we should do things. We should enter into Islam completely. Allah says, Sell Bani Israel, ask the O Prophet of Allah, ask the people of Israel, the Banu Israel. Who is Israel? Israel is Prophet Yaqub. Israel is Prophet Ya'qub. And the Banu Israel are the descendants of Prophet Ya'qub. This is what Allah in Surah Imran says, That all food was not prohibited, was allowed, except that which Israel prohibited from himself. Who is Israel here? Prophet Ya'qub. This is why... The term Israel is a respectable term. The term Israel is the name of a prophet. Many prophets were from the descendants of Israel. Among them, his own son, Prophet Yusuf. Among them, all the prophets of Israel, like Musa, right? Like Isa, alayhi salam. How was Isa a descendant of Israel when he didn't have a father? How is he a descendant of of Ben Israel? If he wasn't, if he had, if he didn't have a father, from his, which side? From his mother's side. From his mother's side, Maryam was Ben Israel, and that's why he's considered from the prophets of Benu Israel, Zakaria and Yahya and others as well. Sell Ben Israel. Ask the people of Ben Israel. How many clear signs did you bring to them? Allah is teaching us that so many signs were given to the Banu Israel. Those signs included miraculous signs that they saw with their own eyes. The splitting of the sea with the permission of Allah by Prophet Musa. The, all the uh, plagues and the punishment that was sent to the Pharaoh. The provisions that they were getting from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the years where they were uh, uh, wandering. The fact that the Allah would give them water from a rock that Musa would hit with his staff. The, the fact that many of them saw others being revived. Right? Allah hovered a whole mountain above them. And they, were, they saw these things. How many clear signs have you brought to them? Now, the refusal to believe... And the refusal to submit and the refusal to follow the prophets is a denying of a blessing Allah has given you. So Allah says, 
وَمَنْ يُبَدِّلْ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ Whoever exchanges the blessings Allah gave them, مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُ After they have received it, what are these blessings that they've received? What is an example of the blessings that the revealed has been received? Number one is the fact that the prophets were sent to them. It's a great blessing for prophets to be sent to you. Number two, they were given books. They were given guidance. All of these, not to mention the, 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 the miracles that they witnessed, all of this, the blessings Allah gave them, they, they did, denied all of that. They refused to submit. They refused to follow. And Allah says, whoever exchanges uh, the ni'm of Allah after it has come to them, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ Then indeed Allah is stern in His punishment. May Allah protect us. Here you learn a few things. Number one, when Allah gives you a clear sign, then you must accept that and, and believe in it. If you reject it, then you are held accountable. Two, the sending of prophets and the receiving of guidance. And this could be guidance from the prophets, of course. But an example of that would be someone today... Let's say you are a Muslim, but Allah has given you knowledge. Allah has given you more knowledge than the rest. And you know right from wrong. And you know halal from haram. And you know the rights of Allah. And you know what to do. Is this not a ni'mah? Is this not a blessing? When you then reject that, when you don't act upon it, when you don't respect it, have you not exchanged that? Have you not rejected that? وَمَنْ يُبَدِّلْ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ Indeed Allah is stern and His punishment. May Allah protect us. What are some of the things that will lead someone to go astray? Among them is a love for the dunya. A love for the dunya. Because the dunya distracts you. Work and money, homes and houses, amassing wealth. These are all distractions that distract you from your goal. يَقُولُ الله عز وجل Allah says in the following ayah زُيِّنَ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the life of this world the life of this world is made to seem glamorous and beautiful to the disbelievers this world is not glamorous and a Muslim is never meant to look at it that way. This world is a test. Every morsel of food that you eat, every moment that you enjoy is a test. Will you be grateful? Will you do the right thing? We live in a dar that is ibtila, it is bala, it is a test. And we live in this world to ensure we have a good life in the afterlife. That's why we are here. This is not the goal this is, this is just a small moment in your existence where you're meant to prepare for a longer existence. But the shaitan beautifies this world for us. The word zuyina, it has been made glamorous. Who made it glamorous? The shaitan. The shaitan. He, the shaitan is the one that makes this world look a lot more important than it actually is. Which is why if you really think about it, if you give your time, if you give yourself time to really think about this dunya, how long do you have? 60, 70 years? Less, less than? Then you'll die, and then you have an eternity waiting for you. An eternity. Allah. An eternity where you can be in Jannah, 
where you can enjoy the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where, where Allah Almighty can be happy and pleased with you. Imagine someone says, I will compromise that for these 60 years. That person would be declared insane, right? But yet everyone almost does that. We are all compromising on our hereafter for this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The hereafter is better for you and everlasting. Right? Are you choosing that which is beneath, that which is lower for that which is better? It is incomparable. It is almost inconceivable for someone to compromise their akhirah, an eternity of bliss, for the dunya. But why does this happen? Because it has been made what? Glamorous and beautiful. So the kuffar, the, all they know is dunya. Allah says, uh, Those that do not hope in meeting us. وَرَضُوا بِالْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا And they are pleased with this lowly world. وَطْمَأَنُّوا بِهَا And they find tranquility in this lowly world. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا غَافِرُونَ And they are the ones who are heedless as it relates to our ayat. That shouldn't be you and I. We shouldn't be heedless. We shouldn't be distracted. We shouldn't be pleased with this world. I believe what Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib used to say, كُونُوا أَبْنَا الْآخِرَةِ Be from those, the children of Al-Akhirah. Meaning, let your mind be there, not here. Ahmed ibn Hanbal, this great imam, he was extremely engaged in ibadah and worship to the point where he was, I believe it was his children or someone said to him, when will you rest? And why don't you rest? And he said, Wallahi, I'm doing this to rest. I'm doing all this fasting and all this praying to rest. Rest where? Rest in Jannah. So we have to really... Um, uh, Change the way we view this world. Allah says, The life of this world has been made glamorous to disbelievers. And they laugh and mock. To those who believe. Not only do they find the kuffar, the disbelievers, those that don't believe in Allah, they don't believe in the Prophet, they don't believe in this faith, in this deen. Not only do they find this world beautiful, not only are they mesmerized and distracted by this world, not only do they find happiness in the dunya, but even worse, they mock and laugh at those who believe. Subhanallah. Allah says in Surah Al-Mutafifin, Allah was talking about the, the, the Surah Al-Mutafifin, about Quraysh and their treatment of the Muslims in Mecca. And it's no different. That's no different than what happens today. People will mock you for your faith. Sisters are being mocked for wearing the hijab. Brothers are being mocked for asking for prayer rooms. We are being mocked for our values. We are being... And, and what's ajeeb is that what's being mocked is the haqq and the truth. مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا uh, Or Sa'afan in Surah Al-Mudhafir, Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ أَجْرَمُوا Those who were the mujrimeen, the criminals, the disbelievers, كَانُوا they were. مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا يَضْحَكُونَ They were those who laughed at the believers. وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِهِمْ And when the believer walks nearby, يَتَغَامَزُونَ They would paint each other and poke each other, look at these believers and making fun of them, wink at each other, like making fun of the believers. Now I want you to imagine in Mecca, 
Someone said, La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah. They pray five times a day. And then the idol worshippers, the, 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 the worst of the worst, drinking, committing zina, an adultery, fornicating, worshipping idols, the lowest of the low dare to mock the followers of the messengers. The lowest of the low dare to mock the followers of the messengers. But Allah, what did Allah say? That one day, Allah mentions, And one day, those who believe, will be laughing at the disbelievers. The tables will be turned on the day of judgment. The tables will be turned. In the dunya, they mocked, they didn't only mock, they tried to kill the messengers. We mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah, often when the messengers were being threatened, the followers of the messengers were being threatened, mocked and laughed at for believing, for behaving the way they meant to, for submitting. But on the day of judgment, the table will be turned. Here Allah says, This world, lowly, worldly life, and why am I saying lowly? Because the word dunya comes from dana, that which is low. That which is low. That which has not a lot of meaning, a lot of value. That's why it's called the dunya. So those that the world, this world, this, this lowly world have been made glamorous to them, they mock those who believe. When you mock someone, you believe you're better than them. That's where mockery comes from. We're not allowed to mock an Islam. لا يسخر قوم من قوم. Do not let a group among you mock another group. Or a person, another person. This person might be better than you. This is haq here. They are mocking the believers who are a thousand times better than them. And they are mocking them because they think they are above them. We with our values, we with our shirk and our filth believe we are better than you. The superiority complex that they had. Quraysh had it. Fir'aun had it. Namrud had it. The kuffar today have it. Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا Those who have taqwa. وَالَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا Those who fear Allah and are God-conscious and are mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The believers, فَوْقَهُمْ will be above them. يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ On Day of Judgment. On Day of Judgment, again, the tables will be turned. You, you thought you were better than the believers and thus you mock them on a day of judgment, those who have taqwa will be above you. They will be above you, literally, because they will be in the highest of the high. A'la al-illiyin, right? Near the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jannat al-firdaus al-a'la. And the disbelievers, those who mocked and made fun of the believers and their ways, they will be asfal as in the lowest of the low. So they will be literally above you. And they will be also better than you. You perceived, you thought you were better than them because they followed the prophets and you followed the shaitan. You thought you were better, you were not. But the believers are actually better. What is ajib is ikhwani fillah. This is very interesting. Once a person submits to Allah, believes in Allah, they are by definition better than the one who doesn't submit to Allah and doesn't believe in Allah. Correct? Yet we don't mock. We're not allowed to mock. Mocking is not from the behavior of the believer. You don't mock the kuffar, you don't mock them. You teach them, you call them to the truth, you show them mercy. Is mockery an Islamic characteristic? Abadan. But the kuffar, they do mock. And they are so misguided in their mockery, 
because they think they are above. Allah tells us, Those that have taqwa, the believers will be above them and better than them in their judgment. And Allah provides immeasurably for whoever He pleases. And who will be provided with immeasurably? The believers and those that have taqwa. May Allah make us among those. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks to us about the beginning of misguidance and how it started. And the, the, the wisdom and the purpose behind the, the revealing of the Qur'an and the sending of messengers. Why did Allah send messengers? Why did Allah reveal books? And why are some misguided? These are the questions that the ayah is going to answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَانَ النَّاسُ أُمَّةً wahida. Mankind was a single community. They were one ummah. Mankind were one ummah. And this is referring to the fact that some ulama they say, this is referring to the beginning of mankind, Adam and Eve, Adam and Hawa. And they had children, and their progeny grew. And for generations, the people were upon guidance. They were upon tawheed. They would worship Allah alone. Were they perfect? They were not perfect. And nor are you meant to be perfect, but they were all believers, and they would only worship Allah. For generations, you'd, the concept of this belief did not exist within humanity. The concept of this belief did not exist for how many generations? Like in by Abdullah ibn Abbas, he says 10 generations. That's 10 centuries. For a thousand years, the people were upon what? They were one ummah. Then, misguidance crept into the ummah. Through the door of idolatry and shirk. The shaitan worked on them hard. Right? And step by step they inched towards worshipping other gods. And the moment that deviation happened, the first messenger was sent, which was who? Prophet? Nuh alayhi salam. So who's the first messenger? Prophet Nuh. Before that, how come there were no messengers before that? There was no need, because the people were all upon guidance. That's why Nuh is the first messenger. How do we know he's the first messenger? Um, on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment, may Allah protect us. When Allah gathers all of mankind and they are awaiting their judgment, they, they, they will run towards different prophets and messengers, asking them to ask Allah to start the judgment. Asking them to ask Allah to start the, the judgment. This is called the shafa'ah. So one of the prophets that they go to is Prophet Nuh. And they say to them, Ya Nuh, you are anta'awwal al-rusul, you were the first messenger. They say you were the first messenger. From this we learn that he is what? The first messenger. Tayyip. Um, now, Allah says, Kana nas ummatan wahida. Allahu, then Allah sent nabiyyina prophets. Allah sent prophets. There's a hadith that mentioned how many prophets were sent. I believe the hadith mentioned 124,000 prophets were sent. And how many messengers? 313. 124,000 prophets and 313 messengers. The Quran mentions about 20, 20 and, and, and odd, 22, 23 messengers. Right? Messengers. Maybe a bit less are mentioned in the Quran. But there were more. But there were a lot more prophets. There were a lot more prophets. Um, one of the uh, ways to distinguish between prophet and messengers is that a prophet is, 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 is affirms a message that came before 
He doesn't, the Prophet never brought their own books, but the messengers, they would bring a book, and prophets would then teach, and for example, Prophet Musa came with a Torah, and he was a messenger, and the prophets after that would teach the Torah and spread it, until Allah sent Isa alayhi salam. So they, um, if, if, if you, uh, and if, uh, for example, Prophet Zakaria and Yahya, they would be teaching the Torah. Do you have a question? What is your question? Why would people twist the truth after the truth came to them? Well, there's many reasons why. Sometimes people would twist, twist the truth because it suits them. Um, okay, uh, so they wouldn't want to uh, uh, follow certain acts of worship because they find them either too difficult, inconvenient, and they would want to take advantage of that. So they would twist the truth. That's one example. And there are other reasons as well. Sometimes they would be too arrogant. Sometimes they, uh, there would be many reasons why they would. So, it's, it always starts with one. What's your name? Yaqub? Yes, Yaqub started خلاص, a chain now. Everyone, Lavas, Tawadalahi. Naam. Um, as a messenger? In which ayah? As a messenger? No, no, just because you mentioned the Quran doesn't make you a messenger. Prophet Adam was he a messenger? He was a prophet. Who was he sent to? Who was Prophet Adam sent to? If the first messenger is Nuh, first messenger, Rasul is Nuh, and before him was Adam, was Adam a messenger or a prophet? The word Nabi is a prophet. Rasul is a messenger. These two things. Nabi and Rasul. Right? So, when, we said, when I said earlier that Nuh was the first Rasul. Rasul. Awalu Rasul. That doesn't mean that before they were not prophets. They were prophets. Anbiya. Nabi. So we say Nabiullah Adam. The prophet of Allah Adam. We don't say the messenger Adam. Because he wasn't sent to anyone. Does that make sense? Good. Does that, does that make sense now? Good. So those are the two different wordings. Tayyip. Can. I knew it. Every messenger is a prophet. But not every prophet is a messenger. That's the qaida. So every messenger is a prophet, but not every prophet is a messenger. Um, you can see that in the Quran. What does Allah call the Prophet? Ya ayyuhannabiyu. Also, ya ayyuharrasulu. Allah calls the Prophet both. In fact, interesting, interesting fa'idah, interesting benefit, now that we've been distracted. Interesting fa'idah. Oh, Allah, when Allah was addressing, uh, Ibrahim, Allah says, وَنَادَيْنَاهُ أَنْ يَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ Allah calls him by his name, Ibrahim. And Allah mentions Nuh. Uh, ya Nuhu. إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَهْلِكَ Allah calls him by his name. Allah says, يَا زَكَرِيَّا O Zakariya, إِنَّا نُبَشُّرِكَ بِغُلَامٍ Right? Allah calls him by his name. يَا عِيسَى إِنِّي مُتَوَفِّيكَ Allah calls him by his name. Allah does not call our Prophet by his name. Ever. Allah always calls him, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ O Prophet of Allah. يَا أَيُّهَا الرَّسُولُ O Messenger of Allah. And this shows a degree of of, 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 of uh, respect that Rasulullah and how Allah is addressing him, Allah only addresses him by his title. Only addresses him by his title. And what an honorable title they are, Rasul and Nabi. 
Barakallahu feekum. But yeah, so Rasul is messenger and Nabi is prophet. Barakallahu feekum. Kana nasu, the people were ummatan wahida, they were one community. They were upon one faith. They were all worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That doesn't mean they were perfect. Because the killing, uh, the sons, the two sons of Adam killed each other, right? So sin was happening, murder was happening, but what was not happening? Kufr and shirk was not happening. Until Nuh. Allah, so Allah sent Nabiyina prophets to do what? Mubashirin, they would give glad tidings. What is the job of the messengers and the prophets? They give glad tidings. They bring good news. They bring good news. And they warn as well. So what's the good news that they bring? And what's the warning? The good news is, if you follow the guidance that we bring you, you will receive eternal bliss and you will go to paradise and Jannah and Allah will be pleased with you. What is the warning that they bring? If you don't follow the guidance that we bring you, then you will be held accountable and be punished by the Almighty. So they are Mubashirin and Mundirin. Allah mentioned the Bashara first. Allah mentioned the Galat tidings first. Because the message of Islam, the message of the prophets is one that brings good news first. Right? Right? And this is very important. But it also warns you to bring good news and warning. And Allah sent down with them, with those prophets, Al-Kitaba, the book, scripture. Bilhaqi with the truth. So two things. Prophets and these prophets came with, with scripture. Prophet Ibrahim came with scripture. Prophet Musa came with scripture. Prophet Isa came with scripture. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu came with the Quran. Naam. Why? Why did they bring the scripture? The people were all upon guidance. Then they were deviated. Then some of them were on misguidance. And some of them were on guidance. Some of them stayed upon the truth. And others deviated. The prophets came to, to, to solve this disagreement. Are the ones who worship one God right? Or the ones who commit idol worship? The ones who go for marriage? Or the ones that commit adultery? The ones who want halal? Or those who want Who's right? The ummah is always disagreeing. Mankind is always disagreeing. Today we are disagreeing. Right? This is right, this is wrong. This is correct, this is incorrect. The job of the books and the messengers was to tell, okay, these are the things that are right. And these are the things that are wrong. Bidalik Allah says, وَأَنزَلَ مَعَهُمْ Allah sent with them الْكِتَابَ The book, the scripture, with the truth, بِالْحَقِّ لِمَاذَا لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ فِيمَ اخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ To judge between the people in their disagreements. In their disagreements. Interest is good. No, it's bad. Let's go back to the book. What does it say? It says it's bad. خلاص انتهى. Does that make sense? Whatever people disagree with is referred back to the prophets and their message and that will clarify the truth from the falsehood, the haq from the batil. So, in other words, the judge, the hakam is the prophets and the messengers. Allah then says, after the, the book came, after the scriptures came, after the prophets came, and they clarified idol, idolatry, worshipping other gods, disbelief is wrong, was right, is tawheed and belief, sin, don't sin, rather obey, all these things were clarified. Allah says, yet it was only those 
to whom it was given uh, the book and the message after it clear signs has come to them that they disagree in it because of their jealousy and rivalry so why now it should be in other words it should be very easy people were upon guidance all of humanity was upon guidance and then they disagreed because of the misguidance of the shaitan then they became two groups, believers, disbelievers, right? They became two camps, if you will. Allah then sent messengers to clarify it, books to teach, this is the truth, this is the way you should go back to. Then once the messages come, once the guidance arrives, it should be very easy, khalas, okay, now we know what's right, everyone come back to the right side and we'll continue being one ummah. Why didn't that happen? Why didn't, when the guidance came, when Prophet Ibrahim came with the guidance, why didn't people say, okay, thank you very much, we believe, we submit, everyone, let's be one ummah again. Why didn't that happen? What caused it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us here. Allah says, Baghyan baynahum. It was a rivalry, jealousy between them. Abu Jahl couldn't take following Prophet Muhammad. Because that would compromise his dunya, his status. What did we earlier say? What has been made glamorous to the kuffar? This worldly life. Abu Jahl couldn't take it. He was the chief of Quraysh. He was the chief of his tribe. He can't, if I believe in Muhammad, I'm going to lose all that I have. Today you have some people that will say, I agree with the message of Islam, but if I become Muslim, but what's happening here? is you are choosing yourself and your desires over the truth. You're compromising, you're hereafter for that. So, Allah mentions, بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ And then Allah mentions, فَهَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لِمَخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الْحَقِّ بِإِذْنِهِ Then Allah guided those who believed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided those who believed to the truth that people have differed over. Some examples. The Jews and the Christians differed over Ibrahim alayhi salam. They said Ibrahim was a Yahud. No, Ibrahim was a Christian. Allah says in the Quran, guidance, مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ يَهُودِيًا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًا وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا Ibrahim wasn't a Yahudi, he wasn't a Nasrani, he was Muslim, Hanif, right? They differed over the nature of Jesus alayhi salam. The Yahud said, he's a, a child out of wedlock. He's not even a prophet. We don't believe in him. We deny him. So the Jews, they don't believe in who? In prophet? Isa. They deny him. And what did the Christians do? They turned him into a son of God or God Almighty himself. Right? Misguidance. Allah and the Quran comes and Allah guided the believers to the haqq. He is an honored prophet of Allah. Right? The truth came. And Allah guided. Another one is the Friday. The day of Friday. The Yahud, they took Saturday as their day, and the, 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 uh, the Nasara took Sunday, and Allah mentions that the most blessed day, the Prophet said, is the Friday, and Allah blessed this Ummah and guided this Ummah, that followed the Prophet to the best day in the week. Meaning, there are so many things that we have been guided to, because the answers and the guidance and the truth comes with the messengers of the prophets. And I'll give you guys a general rule. We know our history. There are, if you go back in history, you know, uh, if you, if, all the way, I mean, there are figures that we, people venerate, historical figures that people talk about. You can go as bad people, good people, 
right? You can go very recent history. People say, or you have um, figures like uh, Nelson Mandela, or you have figures like uh, this person or that person. You have figures like uh, um, um, uh, Malcolm X, who was a Muslim, and you have Martin Luther King, who was a Christian. And you go further back, and then you go f- and the, you go further back, and you have kings and 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 and, and queens and, and and presidents and people and and writers and historians and scientists and. Tariq goes further that, you know, let's go all the way back. You have people like Aristotle and, 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 uh, Plato. And you have, you can go further, Alexander the Great. But throughout history, during these times, Heraclius, all these people that you have, you know, Roman kings, you know, Caesar, the Caesar of Rome, historical figures, politicians and scientists and writers and authors and people. Throughout humanity, right? You can go ancient Egypt, you can go Mesopotamia if you want to go even further. History is written, right? It's there. In, within this history, you also have the history of religion. The history of religion and faith. And as far as mankind can look back, you will always find people that were calling towards a message and a faith. The prophets. So, and there was always two groups. There was always two groups. Very simple. Allah tells us here in the, in the ayah, there are two groups. Those who followed the prophets, those who rejected the prophets. Right. And today you have those two groups. You can say there are a thousand groups, but in the end they're just two. Are you in the group that follow the messengers? Or those that deny the messengers? And remember what we said last lesson, and Allah says in the ayah, enter into Islam fully. So the message of the prophets, the morality of the prophets, the akhlaq of the prophets, the tawheed of the prophets, the prayer of the prophets, it all has to be, that that's the team you want to be on. That's the team you want to be on. And this goes with everything, right? So, someone says to you, today we live in the modern world, we are not in need of religion. Right? We say, this is the time you need religion the most. Depression is an almost as, as, as an all high. Sadness and anxiety is at an all high. People have no purpose. People don't understand who they are. People don't even know what gender they are. People don't know uh, uh, what's right and what's wrong. Values are, uh, they don't know where to get their values from. They are constantly contradicting each other. There's no structure to their life. There's no guidance to their life. There's no happiness in their lives. There's no purpose in their life. They are desperate for guidance. Desperate for guidance. Because we need this guidance like we need oxygen. We are, we need it. That's why Allah gave it to us. That's how we understand life. It makes sense. Now, if, every debate that happens, people will say, now, right now in the World Cup, why are they not allowing us alcohol? Why are they not allowing us the rainbow flag? Why are they not allowing us this, that, or the other? It's very simple. There's a line in the sand. We want to follow the prophets. If you want to know the story of Lut alayhi salam. We are all familiar with the story of Lut. Right? If you had to choose now, which camp do you want to be on? The camp of Prophet Lut that was saved or the other camp? What would you say? You want to be on the camp of the Prophet Lut Because that's the truth. That is, that, that, that's the haqq. It's very simple. It's not hard. Quraysh, idolatry versus Tawheed. Which camp do you want to be on? Tawheed. Right? Marriage, zina. Which, one, which camp do you want to be on? Marriage. Right? Interest or honest trade? Which one do you want to be on? Honest trade. The message of the Prophet is clear. And there's a line in the sand. Don't, and, and we need to make it very clear. And not only should we be comfortable in our side, 
look behind, I, I am on this, this side of the aisle, and I look this way, and I have all the prophets from Ibrahim and Isa and Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they're great companions. I'm very comfortable here. People are saying, you know, no, 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 you need to come to this side. You say, actually, brothers and sisters, you need to come here if you want to be saved. And we need to be honest, clear about the message. We are in, we are following the way to the best of our ability. We're not perfect. The way of the prophets, their values, their morality, their way of life. Where do we get it from? Scripture. What does Allah say? The people were one single community, one ummah upon guidance. We want to be part of that ummah. Then what happened? Allah sent messengers and prophets. We want to be with those prophets and messengers. With them Allah sent, books and scriptures. We want to read, understand, and follow those scriptures. Why? Because they came from Allah and Allah knows what's best for us. Very simple, right? Then the people differed over and some rejected. Out of jealousy, hatred, anger, whatever you want to call it. We do not want to be among those. The prophets were giving good news, mubashireen, wa munzireen, and they were warning. We want the good news. We want the warning. It's very simple, ikhwan ifillah. This is our faith. We need to be proud of our faith. We need to follow our faith. And more importantly, we need to call others towards it. We need to call others towards it. Right. And one time I was having a discussion with someone that wasn't a Muslim and I asked him, who are the most celebrated people in history? Who are the most celebrated people in history? They, they are prophets and saints and religious people. It's very simple. Maryam, one of the most celebrated human beings to have ever lived. Maryam, mentioned in the book of Allah, mentioned in the scriptures, the mother of a prophet. Tayyip, she used to cover up. She used to cover up. So when a woman cover up, they're following the most celebrated human being, one of the most celebrated people on this earth. Right? Maryamat al-Adra. Right? The pure. Whom Allah blessed and praised and made the whole chapter after. Right? When, when, when they ask us, why, why do you uh, grow your beard? Rasulullah sallallahu had a thick beard. Right? The, man, the greatest man whom Allah has created. That's who we are following. We have to have that sense of pride and honor, ikhwanifillah. Wallahi. Sense of pride and honor. It's, 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 it's an honor to be among these. And you read, you read the ayats, right? And you come across, uh, Allah mentions about Ismail that he used to pray. This great prophet of Allah, the son of, the son of Ibrahim used to pray. I'm gonna pray. I wanna, I wanna be like him. They are our heroes. Our role models, and this is the mentality that we have to preach and teach to people the way of the Prophet. I'm going to conclude there, inshallah ta'ala. We'll continue next week. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.